0: What's good, everybody, and welcome back to the show. Today, I want to give you the truth about imposter syndrome that no mental health professional wants you to know. And I'm actually going to give you a two-for-one deal in this podcast, because as I was thinking about what to say on the podcast, I thought of another very important truth that 99% of the population is absolutely clueless on. You know it's going to be juicy and potentially volatile, so I'm not going to warn you. (laughs) So the first hurtful truth that you must know is that, quote, mental health professionals, aren't actually mental health professionals. That's because they have the highest, of all professions, they have the highest rate of mental health issues. you think people who call themselves professionals uh, would handle their own mental health, would have a, own house, a handle on their own mental health, but that is not the case. In fact, if you were to ask them what mental health was, one by one, you probably wouldn't get a coherent answer in like 10 years. If you want to know my... I can give you a pretty s- small summary on the basis of mental health and mental illness. So, our mental health and mental illness is based on the fact that we have to use our minds to get the resources that we need to survive. We're not like the animals. We don't have automatic knowledge. We don't know where to hide. We don't know where to run. We don't know how to defeat our predators because we're super weak. We're actually one of the weakest animals in the planet, on the planet. Our means of survival, to gain the necessary things that we need to survive and thrive and procreate and all that stuff is all in our heads. We use our heads to create concepts, concepts to create tools, tools to create the means of our survival and reproduction and all that stuff. Now, we're in the modern world, so we don't have to survive. We don't have to struggle, but we still have to use our minds. And the use of our minds is pretty much the process by which we evaluate reality and make judgments. So mental health would be the standard of having an uninhibited, Manner of taking input from the reality through your senses and creating judgments and solutions to your problems that help you survive and thrive. And mental illness would be the things that get in the way of that. So if you're a schizoid, you're obviously mentally ill because you're seeing things that aren't there and your reasoning ability is thwarted and you can't solve issues anymore. Then you could put self sabotage on that same spectrum, depending on how severe it is in you or and whoever's listening to this or the person who identifies herself as self-sabotaging, that would also be somewhere on the spectrum of mental illness. Not all the way to where the schizoids are and not all the way to where the mentally healthy people are, but it's probably somewhere in the middle. And I probably wouldn't call it um, self-sabotage because I don't believe self-sabotage exists, which I, as I explained, uh, did I explain it on this podcast? Here's a really short breakdown of self-sabotage. Now that I don't remember if I even said it on the podcast or not, self-sabotage is pretty much when people have internalized negative voices internalized negative voices from people who abused them in the past. And um, what happens is these people say mean things to you. You're not worthy. You're not this. You're not that. You can't do X, Y, Z because ABC. You're not ABC because GKF or something like that, right? And what happens is, especially as a child, you internalize these voices and you pretend like they're your own. You have to pretend like you are there, your own for your own survival because if you were to say to your parents, throughout most of history, if you were to say to your parents, no, you're wrong. I'm not unworthy. I'm not this. I'm not that. You would have got your ass killed. So we have the ability to internalize these voices of the people in our environment if they're good or bad. Most of them are bad. And we self-attack. We pretend like these voices that came from other people are actually our own, even though they're not. And we identify ourselves with the voices so that we don't Uh, end up beating mad at the other people because to get mad at the other people is to risk physical danger so those voices in your head they're very real i'm not denying those but they're not coming from you and proof that this would not work through evolution is that if we were programmed to self-sabotage if you believe in evolution if we were developed to have the most self-attacking people survive longer than the non-self-attacking people then we would have died out now if you believe in god and you don't believe in evolution then why would God plan us to be self-sabotory? Why would he give us the greatest gift on the universe, which is our minds, our brains, and make it so that we self-attack ourselves? That doesn't sound very God-like. That doesn't sound like something he would do. And no matter which way you look at it, it's just not feasible. We either don't survive or we don't survive. If you accept that self-sabotaging is a natural behavior born of natural human Condition, it is an artificial thing that we have adapted to in order to survive in ruthless and violent environments. All right, I hope that made sense. Now I want to get back on the main thread, which is imposter syndrome, which I've kind of already spoiled from you. And the simple test to know if you actually have imposter syndrome is to ask yourself these following questions: Have you defrauded anybody? Because people who feel like they are they're an imposter, they feel like they're defrauding anybody, somebody. Um, and that's a serious question. Are you mi- misleading people in order to get your job or misleading people in order to do whatever you're trying to do? If the answer is no, then congratulations. You don't have imposter syndrome. You just have these negative voices from people who are mean to you in the past, who you've internalized and now see as your own because of what I just said about the self-sabotaging stuff. It would be very, very shocking. I don't know if you've ever met one of these people who've been... Raised excellently, excuse me, raised excellently with peaceful parents, with a stay-at-home mom who really took their time to show empathy and respect and teach their children. It is wild. It is wild when you meet one of those people. I'm not one of those people. And I never will be because you can't redo your childhood. But I've run into a couple of these people, and these people are just, like, amazing. (laughs) It's like they're super, they're free. They're free in a way that other people cannot understand. And is something powerful to watch. And if you were to meet one of these people, you would not in your you would not say to yourself that they have the ability to self-sabotage, to talk all this massive shit in their heads about themselves because they haven't internalized the voices of abusers and verbal threats. Man, if you can find one of those people, you should probably make them your friend because it is freaking amazing. They will give you some insights that you've never had before and it'll make you question how you were raised. If you have children, it'll question how you're raising your children, all that stuff. Um, I plan for my children to be one of those few lucky kids to have that type of environment where they're free of verbal abuse and internalizing negative voices, so that they make me emotionally whole or whatever. And then there's not that gonna be any of that in my household. So I can't wait to see it, and it's gonna hurt sometimes because you know I'm looking at them, and they're all healthy and shit. <laughs> And my childhood was not great, and I had to fight like hell to get where I am today. And I don't really have to do much fighting anymore because I've pretty much done, I haven't done everything, but I've come a good way to where I don't self-sabotage as much. But it's going to be wild to see in person, up and close for 18 years, and I can't wait. But I'm sorry about the rant. (laughs) That's all I got to say. Maybe it made sense to you. Imposter syndrome. You can't trust mental health professionals. They don't know, know what the fuck they're talking about. And if you want to ruin your day, you could just look up horror stories of therapists and other, quote, mental health professionals screwing their clients over, making the issues worse, blowing up families, digging, drugging children, all kinds of mess. It's terrible, man. And, um, yeah, that's all I got to say. I hope you got something good out of this. It was pretty unstructured or organized, and I wasn't really planning it to be that way, but it, it went that way. I'll see you in the next one and peace out.